Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut. Jiggy Jag. You know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Monday. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake Guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Oh, the hell for my terminal microphone. It is the world famous. Chicky Jaguar Radio Program, coast to coast to border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, Radio Xenu. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Red Nation Radio Today, KFRK in Denver, Colorado. And, of course, on iHeartRadio. Yes, Bob Pittman, the genius. Well, he is a genius because he put me on iHeartRadio. Um, thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast from the KJAG Radio Studios in Hutchinson, Kansas. We are live as live can get each and every Sunday. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard, and of course, 24-7 JiggyJaguar.com on the uh, free Android and iPhone app available at JiggyJaguar.us. Selected editions on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Our telephone number, 267-22JIGGY, on-demand commercial-free podcasts. Our $5 a month on our website. It's red linked on the homepage at JiggyJaguar.com. And, of course, Jay Marie is in the co-host situation today. Yes. Um, Israel, apparently, well, we're not real sure what happened to Israel. Um, he's been wanting to book guests. He's been wanting to have this big conversation about race and guns. So I booked some guests, and you're sitting in his spot. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> where he is. Um, we also were supposed to be joined today by uh, ICT Boy. Is that who he is? That's who what, what, what is his deal? ICT Boy. ICT Boy. Yeah. And then I was going to try to have Key Boy show up so we could have a meeting of the boys, Key Boy and ICT Boy. I just, I don't know, that just makes me chuckle. I'm simple. And, uh, <laughs> but we have two great guests in studio today. Alan Law Police is with us from uh, the First District, the Fighting First District. Is that? Indeed it is. Indeed it is. <laughs> and uh, J.B. Wells. Or J number two, if you want to call her that. Um, and by the way, if you guys don't want to use the mic stands and you want to hold the mics like rappers, you can take them off the microphone Be cool, like deals if you want to do that. If not, you can keep them on the sticks. But uh, 
Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I, I want to go to uh, to Alan. Um, we were we were gonna we were kind of discussing before we got on the air some of the different uh, things that are going on in your race. I understand you've recently opened an office in the great city of Salina, Kansas. Tell me about your why you decided to do that and uh, a couple of reasons. Basically, though, um, you know, this is a federal race, and uh, if I'm gonna be I guess competitive. I've got to. I've got to do yeah. the things that, that, that competitors do. Uh, Salina is centrally located. It's a. It's a. It's a highly populated area. Um, part of it too is that WIBW about a month ago they had the opportunity to do a debate here at the state fair. And that mm-hmm. was scheduled for yesterday. That was scheduled for yesterday. You look on their website and it's still scheduled as a debate. You know, it's it's a live from WIBW or WIBW live, live from the, the fair. fair. Yeah. Well, they made the command decision not to hold a debate. Uh, because they interpreted that I, I wasn't a viable candidate because of they've got three criteria. You have to have fifty thousand dollars in contributions. Which see, the, isn't that isn't that that I think is a little, a, a little strange with the. Well, they do it at the federal level too with the presidential yeah. debates. You know, you've got to be polling at fifteen. Fifteen percent, yes. But WIBW had a, a, a philosophy that if you don't have money, you can't win, and so they're basically saying, you know. Uh, the he who doesn't have the gold isn't going to be on the debate stage. Yeah, um, but I did actually. I, I had above fifty thousand, not a lot, but uh, I, I realized I have to have fundraising, so I met that. Uh, they also said you have to be polling above five percent. Well, I've seen the polling, and I'm I'm polling well above five percent. And finally, they said you have to have an office that's not in your own house. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? What's wrong with the office being in my house? I have a separate office in my house. Yeah, and and, and you know I'm I'm running on a conservative. Uh, at least a uh, 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 fiscally conservative platform. I'm I'm not wasting money on space I don't need, but that was the requirement. And so, you know, things being what they are, I realized. Well, I'm going to go get an office. So I got a great space in Salina. I've got some office, some paid office staff now. A lot of really good office volunteers, and uh, that's the new base of operations. That's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, what was the dis- what besides all that? Uh, what else do you have going on? I know there's a debate coming up we were talking about a little bit earlier before we got on the air. There's confirmed there's four debates, one in Abilene, which I think is it might even be next week. Uh, there's one in Hutch, here in Hutch in October. Yeah. In October, there's On the same day, we're going to try and jet down to Junction City and do another forum. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> flying down the interstate trying to get to another forum to answer the same questions. And these aren't even debates. Let me clarify, too. I think Hutch might be the only actual debate where yeah. there's, there's back and forth. The rest of them are just... The rest of them are forms. They're meet and greets. So, like, you know, how do you do? Uh, and there's also going to be one in Garden City, I think, maybe in the next week or two. And I hope... I don't know the format, but hopefully it's yeah. where we actually answer, you know, political questions or policy questions. And then we challenge each other on, on the responses. Because if you, short of that, you're just, you're just, you know, spouting off nonsense that, that yeah. nobody challenges. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. At least there's those four events, and then there's about six more that are in the works, and I'm hoping that they all become real, uh, you know, voter activity, uh, voter interaction events. So did you go to the the deal yesterday that the WIBW was doing at the fair? Or? Oh, gladly, yeah. I sat in the front <laughs> row and I I sat there and listened to these ag policy questions that I would have been very comfortable uh, responding to. Yeah. And, and 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 challenging the people that were on the stage. They were they were qualified people. You had the second the uh, 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 
Oh, had, I know Pat Roberts was up there. Pat Roberts is the the, uh, the chairman for the Senate Ag Committee. Yeah. Uh, they also had uh, uh, Mike Conaway, and he is the um, House chair. And then we also had a, an expert from uh, K-State. Yeah. And there were times where I thought that – I mean, I, I want to show respect for those guys because uh, if I win this, I want to be able to work with those guys. But there were times where they answered the questions in that political that political <laughs> way that's – I don't want to say dishonest or um, outright lying. But there were times where they said things that were just – Less than truthful, and yes. I, I, I wish that I had the opportunity to be up there and say, well, that's not entirely true. Um. <laughs> well, the one thing I like about you, Alan, is that you have hit the ground running. You have been all over the place. Uh, the fact that you had your your uh, your campaign when you were trying to get when you were trying to get the signatures to get on the ballot, you were all over the place doing that. Yeah. It's uh, it, it you're you're actually running for an office, which is totally different than what some of these politicians are doing, where they're just ah, hanging out. Well, something that's different. There's people that are going to run for for our city commission here in a couple years that they just think just because they're on the ballot they're going to get in there. Well, oftentimes that's what happens. Oftentimes either a candidate goes unchallenged and they just they win by default, or yeah. they go as the party's nominee, and then because the party's going to win. They don't campaign. They don't. They don't try and address concerns. They they just say, "Well, I've got this letter behind my name. I know that I'm in a safe district or a, a, a safe municipality, and they'll win." Yeah. And, and that's that's become our democracy today. And the the biggest threat I say this a lot. The biggest threat to our 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 form of democracy, which is a republic, yeah. is uh, apathy. You know, if if the voters don't participate, if they don't put their voice out there, then what you get is only the extremists that are going to vote. And those extremists, you you can more easily manipulate what <laughs> yes. they're going to what they're going to vote for and yeah. then they, they vote on these extreme ideas or these these extreme policies that no one's ever going to enact it never it will never become law at least i yeah. hope not yeah. but but then they win and then those are the people representing our best interests it's just it's absolutely amazing jay um do you do you do politics at all or are you you know i'm a little bit blind to politics <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not into that at all. <laughs> not into That's that at all. why I was trying to see if. <laughs> well, let me let me throw this in there because I did. I went out and got the five thousand to get on the ballot. Five thousand signatures. That's that's the demand. I got yeah. nine thousand signatures, and I got them from fifty-eight separate counties. There's sixty-three in the district. I got signatures from fifty-eight counties, and the biggest hurdle. It wasn't just the the, the time spent and the, the the blood, sweat, and tears out there begging people to just. Just give me access to the ballot. November. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You just wanted the access. That's all it was, ballot access. They weren't voting for me, and I told them, you don't have to. It's just you're, you're, letting, you're letting other voters choose in November. Otherwise, they won't have a choice. Right. So the biggest hurdle I ran into was when I would say anything about politics, most of the people would say, oh, yeah, I don't like politics. I don't get involved at all. And I would say, well, well but they affect you. And they say, no, they, they really don't. I, I just I have no interest in that. But, but they do. They do, because when they raise taxes locally, when they raise taxes federally, or when they send people off to war, you're mm -hmm. paying for that. When they criminalize certain behavior and put people in jail for that. I got called to task on this uh, a couple weeks ago on your show. <laughs> when you're paying you know, billions of dollars for a criminal justice system that is flawed, so deeply flawed, and, and, and we, the middle class, the working class, the earning class, pay that, absolutely it does affect you. And if you don't participate, your apathy leads to your own demise. Wow. Didn't know it was that in depth. <laughs> 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 now, uh, now with 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 you doing uh, all of this, I noticed that there is uh, that newspapers are starting to jump on 
your whole thing, your whole campaign, everything you're doing and saying, hey, he's an independent running. There's not a lot of options. You can either vote for Roger Marshall or vote for you. And this is probably a better idea to vote for you. What do you think of all the press coverage you've been getting? The press's job is to, to dig in and get information, and I'm yeah. not one of those people that, that, that you know, blame the, the liberal media for everything. Now, yeah. nationally, yeah, the liberal media or the, the conservative media, they're both biased because they're just trying to sell soft drinks and sneakers. <laughs> they really don't care about what the message is so long as it sells those soft drinks and sneakers. Yeah. But local media, local media is people that you know, people that you can go have yep. a cup of coffee with. Yep. Those people are salt-of-the-earth journalists, and those are amazing human beings, and I know, yep. I know hundreds of them across the district. So when they ask questions, they're shocked by the fact that I answer them. I've gone on Great Bend Radio dozens of times, and every time they're just, wow, Alan, you answer the questions. <laughs> and I said, well, you, you <laughs> Alan, you answered a question. Isn't that shocking? So they, they – Because really, it is, because these guys don't. But, but I didn't know that because I'm not political. I mean, I've recently yeah. become political. I'm a teacher. You know, I'm a school administrator. I got involved in this, and so I'm at, someone asked me a question. I give them an answer, and when they look shocked that I answer them, I think, well, what does the other guy do? And they say, nothing. They, 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 <laughs> they just say some nonsense, and they pivot, and they try to answer the question that they want to ask, but not the one that I did ask. <laughs> they just pivot. They, that's a political term, pivot. Oh, my God. You ask about something, they pivot, they answer whatever they want to answer, and they never give you what you ask. They never give you what the, what the voter needs to hear uh, to, to make an informed decision. They give you what they think will win them your vote, and it's nonsense. I just, I'm... See, that's the thing. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed this year on not just the local level, but the national level for politics is the fact that it's just getting to the point where a lot of these folks, like you were saying, they just they answer whatever they want to answer. And it's, it's the thing of in the last couple years, you wouldn't have had – People say that, but now it's just like the masks are off. They're just like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm bought paid for. But I don't care. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> it's like, well, they, we have a choice. But but you don't. I mean, well, in that the too. presidential race, you really don't. I mean, there's 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 actually several third-party choices, but everybody dismisses them because, ah, that just yeah. I mean, it's never happened before. It's not going to happen now. So, so those people in power know that it's either this bad choice or this bad choice, and yeah. they're just they're just kind of playing the game to find out which <laughs> bad choice is the least bad, and then you, the voters, get this illusion that you picked. Well, you didn't, because no matter what happens on November 9, America's going to wake up with a sore, sore headache, a sore hangover, because we're going to have a, a, a new president that nobody likes. And even yeah. if you like one, most people don't. I don't care who your choice is. Yeah. Now, uh, Jay... Listening to all this, uh, are, are you motivated to vote? Um, unfortunately, I'm not <laughs> because I I fall in that same category, you know, of just if I don't vote, then somebody else is going to do it for me. And no matter what I choose, even if I did go vote, it may get overridden by somebody else's vote. But, but your absence at the ballot, you're not voting, is doubling the value of the extreme voter. Yes. You know, you're doubling that vote because you, you could cancel out a bad vote if you voted smart. So, you know, even if you, you're not going to, you, you, I can't tell you who to vote for and I can't tell you which candidate's best. But I wouldn't I even would, know who to vote for because, you know, I don't listen to any of the. See, this is another thing. How do you reach yeah. those kind of voters 
not just in your race, but in all the races of people who they, they don't pay attention to yeah, radio, attention. TV. You know, she's she's listening to, to hip-hop radio. Yay. That's what she's listening <laughs> to. How do you reach out to some of these voters that that could hear your message or want to hear your message, but they're doing other things? How does... I, I, it's, it's, or is that your job I, I, to that, do that? That's the that's thing. That's my job. I mean, that's the thing about my background. I'm an educator, so my job's to educate. And I'm actually sitting here now. I'm, I'm here. I'm on the show. And I'm looking you dead in the eye and saying, you know, has it not affected you? Have, 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 have bad um, governmental decisions not affected you personally? I mean, have you not felt, uh, at least on some level, uh, tyranny because the government made a really bad choice uh, it, that affects you, you know? criminalizing behavior that you don't think should be criminalized or, or uh, uh, restricting access to something that you think you should have access to. Yeah, it actually it has. Okay, so that's it. Right there. So your job as a, as a, as a voter in a democracy is to say, listen, I, my voice counts for something too. I mean, you feel insignificant, but, but, but damn it, there's a lot of people that feel that same insignificance. And yep. Banded together, you are more powerful than they ever will be. So you have to vote just because of that. That's, that is true. I mean, I never really thought about it like that. You know, you bringing it in perspective that way does make sense. Well, it does. I mean, we, we, we've had the vote. We've, you know, 240 years we've had this, this form of a, of a democracy, this constitutional republic where you vote for somebody and they represent your best yep. interests. And if you don't feel that the people that are getting elected are representing your best interests, it is your job, it is your imperative to choose someone who will. All right, you sold me. I'm going to register. Right, that's one. <laughs> that's one. You've reached one. And uh, <laughs> I, I think it's ironic that I think. Rap, yes, go. I think it's ironic that rap music was originally from politics. I mean, that's how they got the message out was to make it fun to talk yep. about what was going on. And now we've got rap radio where you're not listening to the politics. Right. That is very true. I, that's very true. They're not listening to politics. Yeah. It just what happened? Because you're right. I mean, when when rap started, you know, back in the back in the late '70s, early '80s, it was political. You know, you've got uh, NWA, yeah, uh, and that was extremely political. Yeah. Yes. And so, what happened? What what what? Why does rap not have? And there are definitely artists that have political messages. But Too many of them get caught up in the image, you know, of this gangster image. Well, now, there's a difference between rap and crap rap. Right, you're right. <laughs> she, she is right. Genres. She, she is right, but there is a lot. I of, like rap. Yeah. I don't like crap rap. I, I agree with you, but there are those that are caught up in the gangster part of it. Yeah. And too many of them glamorize that whole image, yeah. and that's where it's gone wrong. Uh, is it also fair to say that money... That all ties Corporate. in with the gangster image, you know. They that too, because because uh, a lot of, you know, I. <laughs> every time I do this, I always sound like a racist. But um, <laughs> we were in Kansas City. Uh, I don't know, beginning of the summer. Uh, my mother had won some jazz tickets from a station in Wichita, and they were doing this big thing up in Kansas City, and we showed up for this and. Ever, pretty much the only white people in the building were me and my mother. <laughs> That's what it was. And But everybody there was dressed to the nines. And they were all grown folks that were hanging out and they were enjoying jazz. And at the end of the night, 
they went and they got in their vehicles and they left. And then the next night, we had to go to some rap show somewhere and we showed up. All the artists were late. <laughs> all the people that were there were dressed with the saggy jeans and all the shenanigans. And then when it was all over with, everybody hung out in the park a lot and there was a couple fights. And I'm like, what's the <laughs> what's the disconnect here? Because it's like, the adults, who I seen last night, were all, you know, having a good time. And today, the people that are under the age of 30 are all, you know, throwing up gang signs and got the saggy pants and going nuts. And I'm like, the deals, what's the deal here? And, and the thing was, was that the crowd the night before were listening to the local jazz station in Kansas City that was basically an NPR station. And I'm like, then the night after it was, they were listening to Power 93 in Wichita. And I'm like, so I'm, I, I don't know. Is there, is there a, is it an age gap? Am, am I just, am I at the middle of the road where I'm like, I just can't stand these, these, the, the, I don't mind the rappers. I just don't like the crowd. Or is it the fact that I see that the grown folks realistically are going out and having a good time and nobody's getting shot at the end of the night it's i don't know i, I prefer just... the lack of getting shot <laughs> yes but, i would prefer that too but I'm, I'm i'm getting up there i mean i'm you know i'm, I'm 44 now and i find myself you know, not liking certain styles of music or saying that you know oh it's all corporate garbage music I yeah think, where's the good music that i grew up listening to but um I don't want to disparage an entire generation of people. That too. But what I will say is that there are generations like we've got the millennials and we've got these, these the newer generation. And, and they grew up in a, in a political environment where there was just fear and hate that was just peddled out all the time. Yes. Um, my daughters are growing up in an environment where we've been at war continuously. We've never not been at war. Yeah. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say that this generation that's coming up right now, the, anything between 15 and, and 30, They've grown up in a time that was so tumultuous, and they know in their hearts that something is wrong. Something in our society is wrong. Now, they can't exactly label it, or they can't get together yeah. and, and collectively say, we agree that it's this, but they know it's something. There's something wrong, and they're rebelling against it. And, and I give them credit for at least trying. Now my next thing is get organized and fix it, because my generation, or, or the generation before me actually, broke it. I'm this older guy now. I'm in my 40s, but yeah. I'm doing everything in my power to fix it. I'm trying to label it, address it, and, and fix it. Yeah. To anybody well, listening to the generation, fix it. Yeah, keep talking, brother. We're, we're, we're being invaded. Just keep talking, brother. Wait, we're, we're. <laughs> take, take that energy. Take that, that sentiment. Take that whatever, you know, the fights that you're talking about. Take that energy and channel that into something productive. Well, and see, that's the thing is, is, is I, I wish we could – we could do that. We're going to take a, uh, a quick break. We are kind of up against the clock here. Um, it is 22 minutes after the hour. Alan La Police is with us. Jay Marie is substituting for uh, Israel because he booked a guest and bolted. And that guest is J.B. Wells. She's with us today. And uh, we have, we have uh, some hip-hop artists that are coming into the building. Oh, and by the... And, and, and we may... And we, since he is here, we may actually continue this discussion that we were just talking about. How do you reach oh, yeah. those kind of people? Definitely think it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting. We're going to take a quick break. If you're watching us on Ustream, we'll be back here in a few moments. If you're watching us on, uh, well, if you're watching us anywhere else, 
please let me know because I only think we're going out on Ustream today. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening to us here on the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Make in a few moments. Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. Yes, indeed. It is a world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Back live on Ustream. Back live on Hey Britannia. Headphones. We have three guests and they have two headphones. She's kind of like our Baba Booey. If you're a Howard Stern fan, she's like Baba Booey. Or she is, if you're a Man Cow fan, she's like DJ Love Cheese. One of the two. Only she's a lot taller than DJ Love Cheese. I think that guy's like three foot tall. Uh, <laughs> Jay Marie in the building, as they say. In the 
I tried. I tried to get in the venue as a uh, as a thing that all the rappers would do, but uh, none of them would ever do. No one would ever go with me on that. I I'll promote so. that. I <laughs> I'm in the venue, dog. <laughs> If you're listening to us live on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, thank you. If you're listening to us on uh, TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, all that, thank you. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard is when we are live. JiggyJaguar.com. TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. The brand new Jiggy Jaguar app is available in the App Store. Both App Stores. Or JiggyJaguar.us. And we have some great guests with us today in studio. First of all, Jay Marie is co-hosting because Israel is nowhere to be found. And I have been trying to raise Israel on the... uh... See, what happened last week was we were sitting here. He was sitting over there, and he's like, you know who we need to have on? I got into this Facebook discussion with with J.B. Wells. We need to have her on. Then he was like, oh, we need to get Alan in here, too. You know, the guy we had on the TV shows running in the first district. And then, dog, we got to get ICT. My man, ICT. Yes. He's, he's been on cake. He's been on Power 93. We got to get him here. They're all here. You're nowhere. <laughs> so we are going to go back to the conversation. Totally his loss today. <laughs> totally. Um, before you got here, my friend, we were, we were discussing with Alan, how do you reach... The young voter and re oh, there's Skylo. Well, at least Skylo's Skylo here. Skylo has made his way into the building. How do you, how do you reach the young voter who has no interest whatsoever, basically, in voting? And what Alan and I were speaking of was the fact that it used to be you could reach him through hip hop radio with NWA and all that stuff. But how do you reach a voter who's not paying attention to the usual? newspaper radio and alan was just like was having a discussion with jay but as an artist how would if he was trying to get his message out to try to get you to vote or get you involved in the political process what the hell's missing here as an artist uh what i would do grab your mic over there brother and you can, and, and uh, it might be turned on. It might, might not be turned on. Who knows? That's, what? That's there you go. Yeah. There you are. Go ahead. So as an artist, what I would do, uh, which is pretty much what everyone's doing right now, like uh, President Obama, for example, I mean, he went to social media. Social media right now is a big boom amongst all the young young people that, you know, they got the, the phones in their hands and they're looking at everything that's being posted. Uh, that's what I would do is, is reach out. Okay, know, Alan, social media. media. Have you been? Uh, I know you're active on social media. You do Facebook. You you have seen some Twitter stuff. Do you have a fan page yet? Uh, I don't know that it's a it's a fan it's a political page, so it's not like there's fans. Um, <laughs> well, there's a page, and you can like it, and you'll get you know it'll, it'll alert you every time I, I put something on there. Like yesterday at the fair, I, yeah, I notified every time I'd go to a new location and say this is yeah. Happy. So I've got that. Um, we've got the website. We've got like you said Twitter, and I think we've got uh, Snapchat now. So we're out there, but I mean, people, uh, like I said, I'm here today. I think people listen to radio. They listen to streaming radio. Yeah. They, uh, they, they pay attention to multi, multiple media outlets. And so, I mean, I guess the answer is just get on all of it. Right. I agree. Now, uh, Jay, uh, you, in our last segment, you, you were kind of motivated to get into the political process now and, and actively uh, vote and different things. That, that's good. Um, 
we've also got, a, I don't know, we have an open door policy here on our Sunday radio program. And usually what that means is the door is open, and if you want to show up, you can. And Skylo is here. Um, <laughs> we'll get Skylo a microphone at some stage of the game this afternoon. We need We'll figure out what the hell he's doing. Alan, playing, playing show producer now. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, you can you can grab a chair. There's chairs over there. Okay, Skylo, what are you doing here? <laughs> are, are are you are you substituting for Israel? Am Is I that what's right going now? on? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yes, I mean, I just came by, man. You just came by. Yeah, well, that's man. good. We'll hang out. We'll hang out. Okay. Well, good. Hang out. Now, um, now, Jay, um. Oh, yeah. When I say Jay, there's two of them. Yeah. Jay Wells. We'll start over there. Um, how you got booked on this show today was part of the reason is because you're going to do our uh, Second Amendment uh, show in at Access in Salina on Thursday. But you got into a uh, interesting conversation with uh, Israel yeah. on uh, on social media about race and guns, which are... I don't think he brought up the guns at all. It was all race. It was all to do with um, the football player that, um, I don't know if you can hear me. I lost my voice. Yes. Sorry. We got you. We got you. (laughs) Um, We were talking about how the football player took a knee. um, Yes. For the The whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. Um, I had a football scholarship for filming football, so I'm kind of close to home on that subject. Yeah. And when we did football... I'm not going to say how many years ago, but, but, you know, the coaches were like, you know, leave politics at the door, leave, leave religion at the door and you're here to unify and be a team. And, and it was like, there was not an issue of color versus color. It was teamwork. Yeah. And we were told to respect the national anthem and the flag. And so, you know, as a a constitution, uh, caring person, Yes, he did have the right to to take a knee, and that was respectful. And uh, I think that the posts that we commented on for Facebook, I didn't agree with everything that I posted. I don't always agree with everything I posted. I <laughs> do it to people watch. <laughs> and so there were some things where I guess the lady said something about go back to where you came from. Well, I'm sorry. He was born in America, so he should stay in America. That's so. right. Um, I don't He's going to go back up the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Go back to where you came from. Okay, I'll go back on one But, I mean, um, I, I I don't know if you introduced the fact that I'm a Kansas author. So Yes. I technically wrote about race You did write about this. Before it was cool to be a hot topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> my book was um, published back in 2014. It's called yeah. The Tale Begins, T-A-I-L. And since it has DNA splicing in it, I'm sorry to get all sci-fi on you. But hey, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I researched it, and I, I did the, um, the recessive gene where I had a white couple have one of the guys had a recessive gene. I'm going to try not to give spoilers here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you do want people to buy the book. <laughs> so one of the characters, um, the parents were both um, of... Um, a lighter color and um and she was black and so i did write about race problems before it was cool and 
the whole point of my book was um, to unify us, no matter what, I'm sorry, when you research the word race, it is, um, the, it's the humanoid race, it's the canine race, it's the, it's the equine race. We are human, we are the human yes. race. And when you use that against another person of a different color, you are uh-huh. saying they are not human. And that makes me mad. And so, you know, we should be unifying and working as a team. And the more you use that, you're creating hate. Yes. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to, to bring back love, bring back inspiration, and uh, make a difference. So, um, was that, yeah. So that was what he posted. And so. I, I just, Jay, what, what, what do you make of the, uh, this, this whole thing with the standing for the flag and not standing for the flag? Because you're a football fan. And I am a football fan, and I feel like everybody should stand. I mean, this is our country that we are supposed to be upholding as, you know, being proud of where we're from. Yeah. And, and that means accepting the bad things, too. That's right. That's right. You know, not everybody's perfect. Not every country's perfect. And, you know, we just need to stand behind our Constitution and our country. Can I, can I jump in on that, though? Go! I mean, you said that you feel that you should stand in. And, and, and hell, I'll agree with you. I, I feel that, too. Mm-hmm. But what I feel is insignificant compared to what is a fact. And the fact is, he doesn't have to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, it's justified, and if he wants to lose all of his sponsors, and, you know, but as far as his right to do that, not supporting it, but he has the right. I saw he, a man that said, right. you know, uh, uh, men have fought uh, for your right to stand. He, he does and have I'm, the I'm right. A, I'm, I'm a guy, I served in combat. I'm a, I'm a combat veteran. I was in the infantry. And, and I'm but I mean, people, but what's that saying? Uh, uh, you know, about fought, him as a person. I also fought for his right to sit down. Yeah. I fought for his right to not stand if he chose not to. Yeah. Okay. And, and if he felt that it was it was making a statement, and by God, it did because now we're talking about it. Right. Yep. I'll stand behind that. It's yes. how he said it that caused the controversy. It, it the fact that he said that um, America oppresses the blacks, and that's not true. It was at one point. But it's not true today because how many congress, congressmen were, are black? How many representatives? How many senators? I mean, we have a black president. If it was still the nation that oppressed black people, then they wouldn't be allowed in office. So they are not oppressed by law. I, I, maybe, maybe not by law, but by, <laughs> by reality. I mean, Skylo. What's up, man? What 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 do you have on this subject? Because you you've uh, well we've chatted about this uh, <laughs> not not this story, but we've chatted about this on this show before. Yeah, man. Uh, I tell you what, you know my views. Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's <laughs> why you're here. That <laughs> I think that's why we're all here. <laughs> Yeah. Let that shit all out. Scream that shit out. And get right with each other, man. There is, there is no. To me, it's no oppression unless you want to be oppressed. Yeah. Because you can fight. You can be your own person. That's life to me. 
we're going to do this. We're going to try to call Israel. Keep talking, Skylo. So, that's it, man. I'm that's it. If a man, has, a man has rights, he has rights. And the first thing is his human rights. Come on, pick up. I don't know. So Israel supposedly is, is going to pick up the phone. There he is. Please leave your message uh, for... Please leave your message. Okay. Well, what what do you think, brother? What, what do you think about this whole thing? Because... I think he, uh, each and every one of us got, got our own, you know, likes and dislikes and our own things that we want to do, do as far as per, uh, people. So um, I don't have no opinion, you know, towards it either way. I mean, that's what he felt like he wanted to do, and that's what he felt like. So uh, you know, I can't say I support it or yeah. not support it because I'm not him. He had he had his own reasons. his own choices. There he is. Israel. Hello. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. What's the name? <laughs> I've got um I've got the uh I've got Jay Marie here. I have Skylo here. He just took advantage of our open door policy. Yes, I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me. I've had I've had like well, we won't even get into that. Well, I, I have a political person in here who's running for office. We won't talk about what I've had in here before, as far as the open door policy. Uh, we have we we have uh, our guy from ICT with us. You've seen him all what over the place. Them? Cake News, Power ninety three. He's all over the place, and then of course Jay Wells and our buddy from uh, live from Salina, Allen La Police. And uh, we were just discussing the Colin Kaepernick thing. Um, Jay was uh, sort of giving her take on it. Everybody was kind of giving their view on it. What is your view on it? And uh, then then we'll see if uh, things differ or things uh, are the same. What, what do you think, sir? Well, it's pretty simple. Before I you know, say what I think, I'm right. So let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> Before you now say we, anything, you're uh, right. Now okay. that we all established that I'm correct, now I can give the Classic basis for my now. argument. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just uh, playing. But um, you know, my my view of this uh, as African American male is that there's never a time that is okay for blacks to protest, and that's what's what's being said publicly in my opinion it's like yo it's like um yo Kaepernick you don't have the right to do this well, why why now why this and you know people just gotta understand that the flag doesn't represent the same thing for everybody I'm sure that you know the uh crescent moon and the star doesn't mean the same thing in America as it does in Turkey for example you know it means two different things but um uh, historically, you got to look at what it really symbolizes to other people. When blacks hear a lot of this patriotism and a lot of things like this, this nostalgic look at America, these times that you know people look back, oh, well, this is this is when America was great. And it always seems to be a time where African Americans weren't doing so well. So to us, it comes off like Kaepernick. Why don't you be quiet? You're being too loud while we're enjoying our white privilege. Can't we just enjoy it in oh peace? My God. And that's 
And that's how it comes off to us a lot of times. It's like, you know, he didn't make any radical statements. He didn't make any radical gestures or anything. He didn't say anything that anybody else hasn't said. And I think it's funny that, you know, a month or two ago, people were so, yeah, Ali, you know, Ali stood for this greatness. This guy hasn't did a third of what Ali ever could have done. And here it is just, you know, a few months after his death, and you're already denouncing him. To me, it's the same argument. It's a different athlete, the same argument. So you can't denounce one and not the other. You know what I mean? That's that's my opinion about it. Okay, Alan, Jay, jump in there, because he, he, uh, Israel put a lot out there. No, his opinion is uh, like he said. It's 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 uh, it's right. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, but no, I was gonna I was gonna mention Ali too. I mean, uh, he he protested what he thought was uh, unfair treatment, uncivilized treatment. You know, civil rights yeah. was, was fought and, and and allegedly won, and yet today, you know, in the, in the in the news, in the in the media, in, in in the real world, you see young black men being killed all the time. And uh, for him to think that there's, there's a, a, an endemic problem, there's something wrong, he has a right to protest that and say, you know, th- I don't agree until we can reevaluate this. You've you got people that are on the Black Lives Matter side, and then you've got everybody else who says, well, those guys are all wrong. No, they're not. They're not wrong. They're, they're, yeah. that's, their, that's their voice. And, and I'm not saying I'm in that crowd either, but they're not wrong to say we feel oppressed and we'd like some recognition of that. Yep. And, and exactly, like Ali. Ali was, was the champion of that. I mean, he was, he was this, go back even a little bit further, and, and, and Hurricane, the Hurricane, I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah. Was, I mean, he was, he was put in jail yep. forever. You know, this is, this is ridiculous. So to say there is no problem, or to say that someone doesn't have the right to voice their opinion of that problem, yeah. is, is, uh, that's anti-American. Jay, what, 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 what do you think about this? We, we, we've, got, we've got Israel on the phone now, on Skype, on Skype audio, because it's better, it's better quality. Um, you wrote Thank about you this. Making me sound great. <laughs> there you go. Now, now, Jay, you you before we got you on, or before we got Israel on, you were talking about this is in this is in one of your books about how um about the. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Keep talking. Um, about the gene splicing yes. and and all the. Uh, yeah, there's the. Uh, I was saying before you got on Israel that uh, I think you missed some of the uh, comments on that post. Um, I didn't fully agree with that woman saying that she should he should go back where he came from because I mean it was kind of. He was of, born here. Yeah, he He's was. Gonna go born back here. up the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, my voice is gone. Um, I, I just. I still think that the, we're all one human race, and, and every time you bring up color issues, you're creating hate. And um, I'm kind of uh, an expert on that territory of hate, and uh, I don't want to go back there. It's a dark road. You don't want to go down. And um, I uh, don't know how many people know this, but um, I went to a high school, and um, there was one black boy there, and everybody else was white. And at that time, I was a darker skin, and I got picked on by the skinheads, and I was made to feel less than white. And I got to the point where I walked a mile home in the rain to refuse to ride on the bus with the skinheads. Um, you know, I, I got to the point where I skipped my favorite creative class because they were all in there ganging up on me. Yeah. And when I well, that's, 
That's that's and that's not hard to believe because you know I see often that the whites who are willing to speak up, some of them are afraid to because there's names that you know they're called race traders or they're called nigger lovers or you know race baiters, whatever. So that should be a cue to white America that you know this is real. This is something that you know we've been experiencing. If racism or even turn its head on you. And this is supposed to be, you know, a country of white privilege. And let me say, when I say white privilege, I don't believe that all whites are privileged, but I do believe that there is a such thing as white privilege. <laughs> and that's the thing about it. You know, as black Americans, it seems like, you know, whenever we talk about race, whenever we want to talk about it uh, in, in the context of our own people, then it's like, oh, well, we're, we're creating division and we're spreading the hate. Now, hate is what we've experienced. Hate is what we're trying to overcome. So sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah, you're angry about stuff. Sometimes you, it may come off like that, but it's not to be divisive because if you look at American history, you'll see easily that blacks have always tried to assimilate, but every time that we try to assimilate, we've been met with some roadblocks. You have this whole, uh, what I call Republican rhetoric that's like, well, blacks just need to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Blacks need to educate themselves. If they didn't live in such, you know, bad neighborhoods, then they would be all right. But I can give you examples of, you know, signs, you know, blacks want to educate themselves. When they tried to educate themselves and go to college in Arkansas, the National Guard had to be called out just for nine kids to go to school. That's that's in recent history. This stuff that we're talking about, that blacks are complaining about, that Kaepernick is complaining about, this isn't something new. That's what, you know, upsets me personally. Is like white America wants to act like, oh, well, this is a new issue that he's talking about. No, not really. I mean, you got to think about, my grandmother was fully alive for the first civil rights movement. Here it is, you know, 30, 40 years later, we have to have the same issue again. Obviously, it didn't get dealt with. So, obviously, we need to have a tough conversation. But when someone says something that's, quote, unquote, anti-America or whatever, that doesn't mean they're being divisive or hateful. It means they're being honest. Hateful is the pictures that you see of black men with their backs stripped. The hateful is go home, nigger signs. Hateful is what's happened to a whole culture unjust. That's hate. When we're talking about it, that's just being honest about a tough situation. What do you guys think about or something like that? Or something like that. <laughs> I don't think he could have said it any better. Honestly, I, I, I feel that. I, I just so, think there's a difference. But, I, I think that you're, you're creating division when you say there's a black American and a white America. We are America. This is America. It's it's black in it's America when it's convenient. Blacks are welcome in America when it's convenient. We were on September 11, 2001. We were all Americans that day. I tell you that much. But then on September 10th, we were still black and white America. There still there has been there always has been uh, a division, and it's not necessarily created by us. It's the division economically, is a division economically, uh, educationally. There's a division in the housing. That's where you get terms like redlining districts, where you get gerrymandering to block off districts based upon race and different things like that. So it's like blacks, we're 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 good enough when it's convenient. It's good enough when. You need us to fight in the war, 
We're all Americans then. It's good enough when you want us to say a pledge allegiance to the flag, but we're not good enough when we come in for the loan, or we're not good enough when we get the job, or we're not good enough when we're in front of the judge. So that's what it's like. As a black man, as an educated black man, my question to white America is, what is it that you actually want for us to do? What is it that you've asked us to do that we haven't done by force or by will? So I don't feel like we're the ones being divisive. What do you guys think about that? I think it's we the people have sat there and voted for our different districts. It goes back down to the different districts and the different levels of government. You know, if you want to make a difference, then you need to be able to vote. And I guess that just brings in Alan. <laughs> I, I'll just, this, this, this is a, a, I like Alan. I was a good guy. I, I think you're a good guy. I think everything you said is absolutely right. And, 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 and the reality, there's, there's, there's um, what justice is blind and uh, uh, the courts, you know, they, see, yeah. they don't see color and all that stuff. But uh, I keep thinking back to uh, in Florida when, when Trayvon Martin was shot, and uh, you know th- there was a there was a, a rationale that you know he had his hoodie on and that he you know, he, he was he, he looked menacing, and so uh, there was this there was this notion then that you know well, a young black man shouldn't wear a hoodie. What kind of what, what you, you can't tell me that we live in a free America, a blind a colorblind America when when you tell a young man he can't go out and and not wear a hoodie. I mean. You're not supposed to walk in between houses in the middle of the night. Says who? In an apartment complex. <laughs> you have the freedom to walk anywhere you want. I know, want. but it's safer. <laughs> I think it's that was safer. safer Why oh, can I not have my hoodie on? I can. I can't. I can't either. I tell you what. Wait. Skylo. Wait. That's awesome. Why? <laughs> That's my question. Why? It doesn't matter what color you are. If you do that, you're treated different. I, I wouldn't, um, I'll tell you right you now, know, I wouldn't have got shot. Oh, that's not you. true. That's not true. I'll I, tell you what. I'm going to tell you what, right? Okay. I've seen culture change, and I've seen it change dramatically, right? And, you know, I do agree this is America. This is America. Yes. And I do... The, and I do Agree that there is separatism in America. Basically, I've I've done seen people go from fashions such as baggy jeans to skinny jeans. Guilty. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I've seen culture change. It was a culture shock to me. I'm 34 years old. I'm from the 80s, so I've seen a little bit of a lot. <laughs> so I mean, there is separatism in. I don't understand why, because we all are human beings. We all are people. We should basically yep. try to have progress against each other. We should want to see each other progress in life, period. I think a lot of stuff should be free in life. You can't charge me for water. How do you charge me for rain? I don't understand that. To this day, I'm still trying to come to the conclusion that there's a lot of stuff. Well, and there's, and there's a federal not. law that you can't collect rainwater. It, what is it, rainwater? It's rainwater. That's crazy. It is. That's crazy. You control <laughs> rainwater. Who do does that? that? Like, this is America, bro. <laughs> right? I only personally drink mountain water from the springs of the gods anyway, so rainwater's beneath me. I can't hear what Israel's saying. So tell him I said, I hear him talking, but I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> Listen. The the race issue's not going to change because there's not being honesty about what's well, happening. There's division because that's the way we want it. That's the way we feel comfortable, and that's the way the country was founded. Let's just be honest. Let's take, for example, church, right? Church is segregated, the most segregated place probably in the country, right? Why? Why? Because whites feel more comfortable worshiping with whites, and blacks feel more comfortable worshiping with blacks. 
that's a choice that we both openly made. The difference isn't the problem. The problem is that the problem, like, is that we're not honest about there are cultural differences. Everybody's walking on tightrope. There are differences between how black families act and how white families act. I've been around both to know that there's a difference. That's not the bad thing. The bad thing is when we treat each other different based upon that. Because most white people that I've met who have, just from their arguments, when they want to argue about, uh, well, blacks need to do this, blacks need to do that, they haven't spent any time in the hood in their whole life. And the same thing with black people who had to spend any time in white neighborhoods. Oh, white people do this, white people do that. And they really don't know because they haven't been in that environment. That's part of the problem because we do choose to be segregated. Just as simple as who you sit with at the lunch table. It started back then. Who your friends are. Who you live with. Those are things that are ingrained in us culturally and we just don't want to be honest and talk about them. White people are uncomfortable with black people, and black people are uncomfortable with white people because of the history that we had in this country. But nobody wants to talk about it. We want to paint this rosy, patriotic picture where firecrackers shoot out of George Washington's ass on the 4th of July, and everybody eats apple pie. That's not real. It's not what's really happening. Was it Skylar? Skylo. Skylo. Was it Skylo that said that, you know, we choose whether we want to be offended or not. And so, you know, I guess I'm a literist when I say, you know what, race is, the word race is humanoid race. You know, you see a cat and there's like five different colors that come out of a kitten batch, but they are still the the, the feline race. So we're not saying don't talk about it. We're saying let's move forward. Let's progress forward with love. How do you move forward if you haven't had reconciliation? How do you stop it from happening again if you don't have reconciliation? And what reconciliation has there been between the two cultures? I'm just saying I'm still going to wear my hoodie, man. <laughs> I'm still going to wear my hoodie, man. I, I, ICT boy, what, what, what do you think about all this? Because you're, you're down there in Wichita where they haven't been the nicest to the black race. Well, that was, not just rich <laughs> well, yeah, 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 but, but but I mean, he's he's down in there in that culture. I mean, it was a whole thing called slavery, Jiggy. Read your history. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. I'm 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 gonna get Mike Game calling up and talking about my white privilege. They revoked your white privilege. You well, have too many black friends. Well, that too. You're over I, your limit. I do. I, I'm over my limit of black friends. They they, they did revoke my <laughs> white privilege. But I, I see T boy jump in there, my friend. Yeah, I feel. Uh, you know, this has been going on since the the, the start of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, this particular subject that we're talking about. And I honestly feel that we can go round and round about how you feel, how I feel, how she feel, and how her feel. It's going to continue to go on until we're all gone from this earth. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I salute everyone who's trying to be positive about it and trying to, you know, get us all to become one because I believe we all are God's people. Yeah. And he didn't create us to be as separated as we are. Uh-huh. So... Um, I just feel that it's a subject that's never going to die down. Racism is always going to be there. There's yep. always going to be separatism. And there's people that, 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 there's good people that believe in us being together. And there's bad people who don't believe in us. Don't believe that it should be. And it's not going to change. Taking place. You can talk to them all day long. You can, you can preach to them. You can, you know, they're 
that's going through one ear and through the other. I yeah. Mean, I hate to sound so well, uh, I hate to sound well, so negative or negative <laughs> no, really about it. No. But I'm I'm just being real and I've just come to the point in you know, in my own mind, hey, it, it's gonna be there. Yeah. You know, it so. doesn't it doesn't mean you don't try to make it better. Um I, mean, I do try to make it better, I, you know, personally. I don't know. You know, just, just, I think, boy, you know, you're my dog, but I don't think that it's going to always be there. I disagree with that. I really think that, fortunately for all of us, this, and I only think it's a small portion of people. The media takes the minority and they blow it up to be the majority in every instance because that's what sells them advertising. When they got stories that seem juicy, it's juicier to have a story about a skinhead chasing a little girl than it is about us having this conversation about opening up dialogue. The reason why I'm so frank about what I say and the way I say it is that I want for those people who actually do care to change, how can they really help me change if I'll I'll be honest with them about how we feel? We have private conversations in our homes uh, around the holidays and whatever else, and that's from both cultures, and those are the conversations that we should be having publicly, but we don't because there's this whole thing that's saying, you know what, like, uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, we should just leave that alone. It's too much of a hot-button topic. That's what's perpetuating it, but fortunately for us, these people who do have this racist, classist mindset are getting older and dying off. So they have no choice but to change. And the majority of us who live in post, you know, segregated United States have had enough, hopefully enough uh, education and enough interaction with the opposite race to understand that, look, this, it was never true to begin with. The the things about each other are, are, aren't correct. And you're correct. My grandmother said to me, um, that cats have dog or cats have babies with cats and dogs have babies with dogs. And if whites and blacks weren't the same, they couldn't have babies together. And that makes a lot of sense. So you are correct in that, but to the black community, it's like when our grievances are addressed, that's always the message that we hear. Well, oh, well just, you know, we just got to move on. Like, you know, we got to, we got to talk about something else. Let's let's do let's not talk about anything that makes us uncomfortable. Yet we got to live uncomfortable every day. This, this and is that's started- the problem. Like we're not having this. We're not having an honest conversation. And as long as I'm around, I'm gonna just have an honest conversation. Like I'm and I'm all for everybody getting along. I've been called anti-white, and I'll just tell you, I'm pro-black. I'm critical of anybody. I'm more critical actually of black people who are harmful to black people than I am of white people because the first thing you should do is not hurt yourself. But I'm still not a person who believes in this whole narrative of uh, it's black on black crime. That's why, you know, it's okay for us to do these things. It's just not okay. If the roles reversed and blacks were the majority and held the power structure and whites were the underprivileged, I still wouldn't be okay with the treatment because it's about human rights. But until like Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.